What's up, guys? Geek Domination Podcast today, all about that Fire Emblem Direct from the 18th of January. NJL and Cody joined it, too. Bye. <laughs> Coming up on this exciting episode of the Geek Domination Podcast, Marth ruined his ties with Roy, (laughs) Ike is cheating on Noe with Donald, and Robin is nowhere to be found. Welcome to Fire Emblem of Our Lives. Fire Emblem of Life. Why is it the Eva's theme? <laughs> I don't know. Because drama. Because <laughs> drama. Welcome, guys, um, to the 86th accurate. episode of the Geek Domination Podcast. Today is January 23rd. <laughs> you just, I just said it. 22nd. 22nd. <laughs> Good work. 2017. My name is Cody Spitzberger. With me is the ever elusive John Luke Navant. I'm elusive. And the ever savvy. Anthony Tyson. Ever savvy. I'll yeah. take it. I'll so, take it. <laughs> um, this is pretty much all I'm going to be able to talk today. <laughs> so we have no news for you today. It's a very light week. And that's partially because our topic is entirely news. Uh, pertaining to a particular game series that uh, Anthony hates pretty much as much as he hates sand. And just gets really salty over it. Just has to put a lot of emotion to everything he says. Make sure everyone understands how much... He truly hates this series. And Anthony, what series is that? Uh, everything that Cody just said was a lie. Uh, I <laughs> My name's Cody Spitzelberger there. I was not lying. <laughs> and he is ever so lying. <laughs> okay, that was the one thing that was accurate. He is Cody Spitzelberger. Um, yeah, Fire Emblem. I've had a huge love for this series ever since I was uh, a little little guy. Little guy, 11 or 12 years old. Little guy. Uh, playing that Ooh. Fire Emblem on the GBA when they finally decided to get their heads out of their asses. And allow Americans to play a game that was, uh, I guess, to them, too hard for us. It's pretty hard. Yeah, apparently, North Americans are dumb. So, um, can confirm. Yeah, but uh, I got it and I loved it. And ever since then, I've been a huge fan. So when it was announced that the Fire Emblem Direct was coming for January 18th, remember that time we were on a podcast <laughs> and you said June 18th? I was no. there. Oh, I'm really sorry, guys. Remember that it's time okay. I corrected you in the chat and you were like, "Lol, funny." Uh, get roasted super embarrassed about it it's okay it was a good time um but came out this thursday um and there was a lot of good news on upcoming stuff and one or two surprises that was a huge surprise in my opinion yes the first one. one yeah the main kind of thing of the direct absolutely um so getting into it the first thing that came out for the uh fire emblem direct was it started out with this trailer you know, uh, two uh, guy, people, you know, kind of talking to each other. One green-haired, one red-haired uh, boy and a girl. To keep in mind. Yes. Red-green. Yeah, red-green. Uh, remake of uh, Pokemon. Yeah, um, colors. <laughs> <laughs> colors. <laughs> colors. We'll do some crayons. Fire Emblem Uranus, the Phantom Pain. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, but uh, they were just talking to themselves about how uh, they <clears> didn't want to be like these... Uh, ancient gods or whatever in in good old times and that they were going to be friends forever starts getting into the beats and it's like oh two warring kingdoms you know yada 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 normal fire emblem yarn and um 
then it goes into what it the story is. And then I'm like, huh, green hair, red hair, story sounds familiar. Is this what I think it is? And it was. They're remaking Fire Emblem Gaiden, the second Fire Emblem game that ever came out uh, to uh, the Nintendo, I believe it was uh, Super Nintendo. Should have been the Super Nintendo then, yeah. Which Nintendo. was a fairly divisive, wasn't it? Um, I think on its release it was, but that's because it introduced so many new mechanics. Uh, when I looked at the Wikipedia page, it actually said that it was critically well-received, but it just didn't sell as much as the first one did. Um, or the uh, third game, which was the sequel to the original Fire Emblem. Okay. Uh, with Marth, you know. Uh, this was out of that world, so to speak. However, there is uh, a slight nod in one of the characters that kind of ties the two of them together. But it do- it's not very hardcore, you know. Like, it's just kind of like an Easter egg kind of thing. Um, so, uh, like I said, remake, remaster of the second Fire Emblem game, Fire Emblem Gaiden, released in 1992. Uh, the first game to add additions of free roaming which was a later mechanic that some of the games used in uh, in the way you could explore maps. I was maps. gonna I was gonna say Fates kind of did it with how you sort did of, your uh, yeah. your castle garrison thing, uh, a castle garrison thing, and specifically in the um, uh, when not uh, what is it, <laughs> birthright. Sorry, and how you could actually go back and like pay to find scouting missions and stuff oh, yeah. to fight monsters and things like that. Um, this was the first game to, uh, allow those additions of free roaming town exploration, which is something that we hardly ever see in fire emblem games in any sense, but this one was actual town. You go like into the town and you run around it, you roam around right? and then dungeons for leveling up. So yeah, very similar to birthright, very similar to sacred stones, uh, sacred stones, almost carbon copied that type of mechanic in a way, uh, with its map designs, but these were actual dungeons. So a lot of the popular comparison is to compare it to the second Zelda, to the first Zelda. Um, in okay, okay. Ways. that's a good yeah. idea. Which is which is uh, kind of interesting. Um, this game is going to add, uh, or it was also the first game to add multiple customizable uh, character options. So think Awakening in this sense, where characters, once you level them up to a certain degree... You could go to the next class, but it wasn't a set destination like <clears throat> most Fire Emblems have where, you know, you have a swordsman that's going to become a swordsmaster no matter what. Uh-huh. This game allowed you to have the option, say, swordmaster to hero kind of thing. So, yeah, very similar to Awakening where you get to actually create your badass character instead of having a set path before you, that was, which I really loved. That was the hmm. biggest, one of the biggest faults of Fates for me coming right off of Awakening because I, I don't know right? how much of the audience knows this, but like I got into Fire Emblem because of Anthony. <laughs> I got in. I played Awakening probably probably about a month before Fates came out. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely loved it. Um, and then Fates came out, and I enjoyed Fates, but not nearly as much as I did Awakening. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that was like how much they kind of simplified a lot of things. Took a lot of the really cool pieces that I loved about Awakening, where you, you know, just like you said, you had so much more freedom to pick and choose specific skills from people. Oh, and I want to go to this class to get this one, and then I'm going to come back around, relevel this one back up to get this. And yeah. Fate, it was like level, pick again, like hey, you're done. Yeah, and well, and they they made it too, like in a way, uh, very very more uh, hard to mm-hmm. understand for many people. Awakening, I think, was very clear cut. Yes. It's like. You use a seal, you have a couple of options. In this one, you use a seal, 
but that seal only gives you certain options. You have to use another seal to have different options, and then you use a third seal to redo those options, allowing you to create another like, new customizable option. I feel like, like a lot of the class intricacy of Awakening is more complex than Fates, but it's better in designed the in the long in run. The long yes, run, it's yeah. better designed, it's better explained yes. than Fates, where you have less choices, so it quote seems simpler but it's not right so and, i'm excited to see them bringing that idea back into this right yeah and, and like i said you know gaiden was the first one to introduce that concept into the fold which i really like um so i'm assuming if they're going to be remaking this game i hope they'll be mirroring something like awakening but if they just do a redux of what they already did in the original version that's fine too because at least it gives you at least two options for characters and then you go along your path I don't need it to be super crazy like maybe Awakening, but would I love it if it was? Yes. I have a question. Mm -hmm. So, and you might be getting into this later, mm -hmm. but um, the two main characters. Alm and Selahir. Is it like a split story in the sense where you pick one of them and you go on their story or you pick the other one? Or is it like a single story and they intertwine? So, I'm a little confused on this. I will admit I've never played Gaiden, okay. but I've read up on like the 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 general story elements of it you know two warring kingdoms almond selica come from if i'm not mistaken the same village and they along with the regular folk kind of lead a war to make sense into the world once again so almond selica represent the common man and they're kind of like no fuck you guys you guys don't have it right we need to figure this shit out um and they kind of like bring back peace into the land, you know, solving the problems of both of the Warring Kingdoms, which is which is a cool angle. I don't know if they separated on their journey all the time, but I do believe there were there were levels that one was in the forefront and then one was not. Okay, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe though. maybe I I might have time before since we have a couple months. Maybe it'd be interesting for a couple of us to maybe try and play Gaiden. Yeah, find a ROM. Find a ROM of it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it would well, be interesting. Be hard. It wouldn't be no. Yeah, um, and the look too. Another reason why I compare it to Zelda too is the look is like almost like eerily similar really? in the way that like the town maps look and the dungeons look. It's, Interesting, it's weird compared to like Zelda two still or J well yeah Zelda and Zelda two okay. like those two types of games so they're That's like cool. eerily similar. Um, and then there was also this other odd mechanic that uh, this game introduced that hasn't been repeated since, and I'm curious if they will put it back into the forefront with the remake. Um, Echoes, or I'm sorry, Gaiden allowed for a very odd mechanic with spells to function, where spells were not learned as equipment. So, say you attach a Nosferatu to somebody, you have some uses, and then it goes away. Or in some games where you attach just a regular tome, and then you can use it for forever, but it is still an equipable item that right. you find, right? And you equip. This game, um, they were still equipment, but you learned new spells as you leveled. Which okay. was really interesting. So kind of, it was more like skills, whereas once you hit certain levels... In, in of, a sense, but okay. it was only for, like, spells, so, which, is, which is really odd. Okay. So did the equipment work as in you equipped it and that gave you the ability to use spells and then you just learned more as you leveled? Or I, I think literally the equipment themselves only appeared after you started leveling. So say okay. a level 5 person would only know fire, but maybe a level 10 mage or whatever would know fire, thunder, maybe even... Um, um, uh, what's the increased version of the fire in this game? I keep forgetting. Elfunder. Elfire. Elfire. Yeah. Whatever they yeah. want to call it. Yeah. But that that kind of thing. Where like okay. they progressively get better as you leveled, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, you have all of the options once you've done it, but you the only the options only existed after you. Leveled. So that sounds. I mean, that sounds a That's lot more like it. 
you look at Final Fantasy's tactics, their job systems were a lot more like that. Especially yeah. with the mages, where you know you pick this person as bit. you level up, and you're gonna get this spell, or you're gonna get this spell. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. So, what was the end game of the equipment then? I'm that I'm so confused about. Yeah, that. Yeah. So, well, so, why did equipment matter besides stats at that point? Well, literally. So, like any other, and equipment maybe isn't the right word. I should just specifically say weapons, because Fire Emblem is always about the weapons. Right. You don't mm-hmm. need like armor boost one or two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So swords, iron sword, silver sword, steel sword, you know, all of those things were commonplace in this game. Um, and they worked just like any of the other Fire Emblems. It was only spells that had this weird trick to them. And the other thing with spells was that using spells actually required some of your HP in order for you to use them. Okay. Which is really odd. That has never been done again in any other Fire Emblem game to my knowledge. Um, at least not in any of the modern ones since the Fire Emblem on the GBA. I I feel like I remember one where they brought it back. Yeah, wasn't there like one spell on Awakening where you had to use some of your HP to use well, it? Well, I'm just saying no, it's I a mean, common practice. Okay. Like literally every single spell required HP to use. There, there are games that have that mechanic, but with like a spell. You okay, know, okay. A yeah, one. see, that's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, so it's kind of like pseudo-introducing it in, but they've never done it so hardcore where no, fire like full costs mechanic. HP to use. Gotcha. Yeah, that's okay. interesting. Yeah, which is really odd. Okay. Um, The Echoes version, so this is the full name of the game is... Uh, Fire Emblem, Shadows of Valencia, Echoes. I thought it was Fire Emblem, Echoes, Shadows of Valencia. Either way. Okay, probably that. 2.8, the final chapter prologue. HD remix. You guys are Kingdom Hearts people, so I'm going to give it to you. (laughs) (laughs) We understand the flow of titles now, okay? We've had to study for years. Awakening is like point three, but then Fates. So yeah, so like Fates, since it's a remake of two, this is basically like Fire Emblem 2.2. So and then like... When they remake Awakening, it's going to be like Fire Emblem 11. And then the... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to continue. So, um, we can bring this up here real quick. Because this is a question I want to ask mm. you. Mm-hmm. So, there's two ways to look at this title. You know, you look at it as just like Fire Emblem Echoes. And that's just what the game is called, right? Yeah. Or, follow, uh, hear me out. I know where you're going with this, I think. You have Fire Emblem Echoes as a series yep. of games. <laughs> yep. And then Shadows of Valencia is them remaking Gaiden. And then you have a game Shadow or Fire Emblem Echoes blank 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 remaking Genealogy of the Holy War. And you have Fire Emblem Echoes blank 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 remaking well, such such. So do I'll you just, think this will open yeah. a door? Do you think that's possible yeah. that they're going this direction? I mean so it was it was gonna be something I was gonna leave at the end of it, but I'm glad you bring it up now since we're already on the the whole okay. title. So kind of I was thing. gonna say, did, were you planning on bringing this up? Because this is something I saw immediately. Mm, that's a good idea. This is this is my thing. So let's take into the fact that before we already had a Fire Emblem that was a remake of a classic Fire Emblem game, Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon, which was a remake of one and three, mm-hmm. which were the two tales involving Marth, the original Fire Emblem hero okay. protagonist. Um, those two games were bundled together into a remake that was available for the DS uh, back in 09. Mm-hmm. So they're doing the next remake in the series right now by doing Fire Emblem Echoes. So technically this this will wrap up 1, 2, and 3. And then and then it would be on to the Holy War if okay. they keep doing these remakes. And that is a really interesting idea. I would love if they just called like these types of games... Echoes. Yeah, because it makes sense. Because it's remake. an echo of the original game. Right. Yes. Yeah, I, I love that idea. That's inspired, I think. That's I, great. I, 
I in in my mind, I was already like, that just makes sense that they're gonna keep doing this for other games. That'd be awesome. But it would be even better sense if they had a marketable title around it and mm-hmm. simply called it Echoes and then added the title name for each game onto it. Like Genealogy of the the Holy War, they could simplify it if they wanted to and just be like the Holy War. You know, or Chronicles of Holy War, something like that. You or know, because it's like of Shadows of, of Valentia. Yeah. That's awesome. So however they want to do it, I fucking love that idea. I love that idea a lot. Cool. That's a good that's a good dude, I'd uh, be down. Catch. That's cool. Yeah. So I really do hope that this is an announcement for further remakes to come into the series because I think then the next two best ones would be they could do it for Genealogy of the Holy War, which includes Thracia seven seven seven, which is a fucking insane game in terms of difficulty spike. Mm-hmm. Um but Genealogy being one of my favorite games in terms of story and characters, and then they could remake then the two games for Roy and Ellawood and Lynn and Hector, and that one would sell like fucking hotcakes in North America because that was a lot of the games that for mm-hmm. me and others was our introduction into the Fire Emblem series, and that would just be like ah, I would I would lose my mind. Um, I don't even know if that's in the realm of the next five years or not because. I'm assuming these remakes take time, and I still do want new Fire Emblem titles, but it sounds like with the announcement of this, plus Switch uh, announcement that we'll get to in a minute, it sounds like they're moving in a direction with Fire Emblem to be like, yes, this is a title for a certain type of gamer that many types of companies now have forgotten, and we can market these Fire Emblem games. So, three years now, Mm -hmm. we've had a new Fire Emblem game. Yeah. In they, a row. Yeah. They're moving towards a yearly release of Fire Emblem. And I think that's because they finally understand that we like this type of game. And I'm so excited. I'm so proud of us as Americans that we've literally been able to play Fire Emblem and Final Fantasy and really appreciate these types of RPGs coming from Japan finally and bring them out into the forefront so that they convinces these guys to capitalize and market them and go forward with these titles. It's so. Great. If you guys remember when we had our um, our retrospective Final Fantasy cast right before 15 came out, we talked about, Anthony and I in particular talked about Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, you know, the whole series of games that comes with it. And I actually, um, I went and bought a Vita last week just because <laughs> it's basically a Final Fantasy machine and mm-hmm. you can just go replay all the Final Fantasies. And I, down- I was so excited. I, was downloading ta- I downloaded Tactics. I started playing it and I was like, fuck, this game is slow, slow. Why am I not just playing Fire Emblem? <laughs> it made me sad because you basically ruined one of my favorite games of all time for me. You're welcome. I hope you're happy. I'm happy with that. <laughs> um, to complete that idea, mm-hmm. um, I think that'd be really smart if they did continue with the Echoes thing because then they could stagger releases. Like, say, if they have new games coming up, you know, maybe one year they have a an Echoes release, and then the next year or the next two years or whatever they release a new. A new one. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be sweet. I, I would I would fucking love that. If I this that. if this sells well and the market's there and they're seeing, like you said, these types of people who actually love this type of game now. Yeah, and, know. and I hope that this is something that people can attach more onto than Fates was. Yeah. Because Fates was odd in its way it was marketed. I think this is more direct. This is a game, it's a remake of a classic, but it's been upscaled with all of these cool things. And we're gonna go into that part of it in just a minute here. Did you have something, Cody? Um, oh shit! I started to say it. No, I mean, I remember now. Oh, Awakening sold incredibly. We know that for sure. Yeah. In, in the in the long run, it did. It, it took a minute. It took for a minute. It to get there, but yes. Do we know how well? Well, no. Actually, it's right here. Fire Emblem Fates was the series' biggest stateside debut ever. 
and that obviously plays a lot of awakening. awakening. Yeah, absolutely. And so the, the audience is already, and we've already said this a million times ago, it's already expanded so, so much. Right. And I think every single Fire Emblem game they put out, it just keeps growing yeah. and growing. And, and my growing. problem with Fates was it was just a little too much. It was too insane, mm-hmm. and it was too fragmented. Um, That's but I loved some of the ideas they had with Fates, so I was cool with it overall. And I think generally everyone loved Awakening so much. They tried out Fates. Some really loved it. Some were like, eh, on it. But I don't think we've reached a level where Fire Emblem is like bad again. No. And this just shows that they're ready to give us more. Mm-hmm. So, um, Okay, so back to the additions for this game. Echoes is going to upscale the graphics, sound, and look of the game, the original, um, to that Fire Emblem Fates <clears throat> type standards. Where it looks really, really fresh, polished, and feels good on the 3DS. Um, but it does, it according to this, keep the gameplay of the original. So I'd assume that spells part of it would come back even though I think it's a really odd gameplay mechanic. So maybe they fix it, maybe they don't. I don't know. But it does say that it will keep the gameplay of the original. Either way, that's a unique trope. So if it does stay in the game... Absolutely. Eh. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, too. They they did say this was a reimagining of um, Gaiden, or did they say they, remake? They were very... See, and this is the one thing that I can always gripe on Nintendo about... Their marketing for their games can be a little touch and go at times. Okay. I heard it described many different ways. Remake, reimagining, remaster. I heard those three words at different times. Which is the, whole the same three words that they used for uh, Star Fox Zero in terms of it was a <laughs> right. reimagining, remake, yeah. reinvention so it's a of 64. Yeah. A bit of all of that. So that's why I'm saying like anything here is like kind of a half truth. That's why I'm like maybe they keep the spell mechanics. Maybe they don't. We don't fully know yet. That's a good point. Um. So then Echoes also will add new fully animated cutscenes to Gaiden with the help of Studio Kara, which you will best know, everyone, uh, and anime fans, for their work on the Avon Evangelion series. Which... Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually not Dude. a huge Evangelion fan, but from what I've seen of it, it looks good. It's a great series, but the ending is trash. Uh, okay. Uh, but no, the art style and the animation is top notch, yeah. especially for its time. And in the trailer, they show a few cutscenes of that... Um, of that work and it looks awesome mm-hmm. yeah it looks so good especially if if you guys if viewers have seen the uh the newer re-releases of the anime um the the decimal ones they're titled really weird japanese people you know it's like the point one 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 point two 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 point three 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 or whatever i think there's only three out but yeah the the animation is so crazy like it's intense yeah it's good nice so to see that in a fire emblem game i'm excited right um, and then Fire Emblem Echoes will officially be releasing for the 3DS on May 19th, a lot mm. sooner than I would have thought. This well, really came out of nowhere. It did, because, you know, we went into this direct, and, mm-hmm. like, you know, we, like, we, we knew we were obviously getting Fire Emblem Warriors, which it's coming, and then, um, like, the day before I was texting you, and I was like, oh, mobile. I realized the mobile game's going to be there, mm. and then you were also like, well, I really want them to, like, fully bring old... Um, the old Fire Emblem games into the forefront, which they 100% did yes. in their own way. Right. I mean, I remember sitting at work and I saw this and I was like, Anthony, what, what, what is this? Yeah. I, I need it. What is it? And I was just like freaking out in the group text. I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. And yeah, it's exactly what we were talking about and, and what I was hoping about before. It's just, I think when we were thinking about it, we were measuring back our expectations and I was like, look, just give me some like, like re-releases. Just give of me some virtual classic. console yeah, shit. Virtual Just console, hook a brother right? up. 
And in the way, I think they did better. Yeah. I love... I will take a remaster remake over the original any day. And the only reason why I say that is because there is a lot when you go back into these old games that don't work for our modern sensibilities. We've kind of been accustomed now to certain things not requiring as much time as they used to. Um, Like when you go back and you go play Metal Gear Solid, the original, and then you realize, oh yeah, the saves actually work correctly and I don't have to worry about like this shit not working. Um, Like keep certain things about it that make the game unique for its time, but bring it back in the forefront so that we can look at it with a new light. And, you know, everyone does say graphics don't matter. And to a degree, you're right. But anything that does get remastered with new graphics is always a treat. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's awesome for the eyes to behold. And that Studio Kara stuff, I'm like down with that. Yeah. I love that they're going to add cutscenes into this. Because I hate that how every time we get these Fire Emblem games, you know, it's like words and then, Yay! And then that is supposed to mean like the entire no he wins the, the entire conversation you know no he wins yeah you know? see I did it for you I'm proud, proud, thank you. <laughs> um, but now we get these actual cutscenes to really invest us into the emotion of the story going on well, and, and some of these classic games have great stories I was gonna say I don't know how many they obviously didn't say how many cutscenes because mm-hmm. you look at like Fates which there was you know a lot of that two people talking and then this little emotional little vocal quips mm-hmm. but then there were moments Little ones. of Little fully ones. animated cutscenes. Yeah. I want more of them though. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm very <laughs> excited for that. Um and then also along with the release of Fire Emblem Echoes, the two main protagonists, Alm and Celica, are both getting amiibos releasing alongside the game's launch, and they're available in a two pack together. I'm assuming they would also be separate, but they did specifically say available in a two pack. This also pretty much confirms there'll be some amount of amiibo compatibility. With right. Echoes, yeah, we don't know I, I what would. Yet. I would assume in some capacity, if they really wanted to blow our minds, then they add two more Fire Emblem characters to the next uh, <laughs> release. It'll for... probably be a lot like <laughs> it was in Fate, where it's just yeah. like put this character on, do some shit for. It. Oh, hey, they can hang out with your team now. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love that, and and to do the same for um, the other amiibos that they have too, just for like maybe outside battles. If there was something they were doing with that, that'd be cool too. Yeah. Um. And and. It just as a side note, Alm is one of one of the cool, really, really unique characters in Fire Emblem lore. And I explained this to JL because one of his favorites is Ike. Yeah. Ike's great. And he fights for his friends. Yeah. He does. <laughs> yeah, and I think the greatest thing about Ike is he's like a down to earth person. You mm-hmm. get these royalty type figures in most of the Fire Emblem games that you either play as or you pretty much help them out on their story. Like, when we're the tacticians, we're always helping the royals out on their mission. So it's still the royal story. Mm -hmm. This game was the first to introduce the idea that somebody outside of the royalty really coming into power, owning, training hard, working hard, and fighting for the common man, which is cool. Which I know it's kind of unfair to say this too because it is obviously a remake of an older game, but I am glad to see that they're already moving away from the model of the the tactician, your avatar, the custom yeah. character being the, the focal point of the story. Yeah. Because it didn't work for Fates. I don't think it did all. either. It, it it fragmented the story and a little And then you look much. at you know, no. Awakening, again, which Robin was a cool character on her. I'll say her because, opinion me, female Robin is canon. Um, It makes a lot more sense. And how like that person's just there interacting. And some of the character interactions that you get with your character is a lot cooler rather than your character is the focus point and you have to care about your Absolutely. character when you really shouldn't have to because Corrin's dumb. And I love that depending on your choices with who you partner with in that game, 
there's some heart-wrenching oh, yeah. things that mm-hmm. come up for like two seconds and then almost wreck you. No, I don't yeah. want to yep. spoil it for people. No, yeah, yep. specifically Awakening. But I know what you're talking about. If you yeah. pair with Krom yes. and you're a female. Yes, absolutely. That's why That's why I totally agree with you that female Robin is canon. Or the second-to-last mission in Birthright and the second-to-last mission in Conquest. Both yes, of those, again, those are heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But even still. Yeah. But again, not your main character. Two other characters. Right. So I'm excited that we're returning <clears throat> back to that classic, like, you know, type of character. Um, but one that's outside of the royalty. So yeah. Exciting. And Alm's just a cool fucking dude. He slays people. Ugh, all the puss. He's insane. Um, <laughs> no, no puss. Okay. No what? I said all the puss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he and Selica are buds. 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 <laughs> Just like you and Katie are buds. <laughs> Next thing that was announced for the Fire Emblem uh, Direct was that there is a Switch release coming for the Switch console. Um, they don't have an official title yet. It, it specifically said working title. And it is a full-fledged Fire Emblem game. Yeah, for the Switch, coming out in a 2018 release window. I'm assuming they could play with that a little bit. We don't know if it's beginning of the year, middle of the year, end of the year, whatever. It just says 2018 release. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll probably get more on that. I would either say if they did want to really treat us, E3, but I wouldn't expect anything wouldn't expect until later this year if the, that. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be as, this E3. They could honestly do it like they did this, have like another Fire Emblem Direct I'm totally early next year. And do the same thing again. And you know what? Knowing Nintendo, and we talked about this last cast and oh, yeah. today too, if they do that where they have another direct next year, I would half expect them to be like, by the way, it's out next week. Again, like this. It's, you know, yeah, it's like, like May. Oh, hey, here's here's Final Echo. This game yeah. I never told you about. It's out in four months. Which at well, least that's. A Switch. It's out in three months. Yeah, at least that's a little bit bigger than what we've been used to, but I could see them doing it again. Yeah, absolutely. They seem to really be on board with this, this model of like staying pretty quiet. Until they have everything figured out. And I think that's a smart model for everyone to adopt. Remember mm-hmm. how Fallout 4 blew our minds that it was coming out when it did? Yep. Um, after its release? That was an incredible, great marketing from Bethesda. And I think Nintendo saw that and they're like, let's start doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As Nuka Cola shirt over here. <laughs> no, so. that'd, be, that'd be sweet though. Yeah, totally agree. Um, all right, next up. Fire Emblem Warriors, like we were just talking about before. We did get a new trailer of sorts. It wasn't much, much more, but it did feature now a full scene of Krom because in the original, you know, Switch release, they just see his hand with a sword and then they're like, fire him to Warriors. <laughs> this one, you actually see him wreck shop with a group of pretty much peon soldiers. Yeah. And uh, it looked good. It looked like a crazy it, ass so, Dynasty Warriors. Uh, I know them. Zane absolutely adored Hyrule Warriors. Yes. And I, yeah. when I was over at his house and I played with him, it was a lot of fun, but like, by the time I like finally got a Wii U and like the game had been out for so long, I'm like, no, like I know how much people, how much time people have sunk mm-hmm. into this game. And the cool thing with Switch being mobile and everything, imagine if like you know we all come back here, you know we're prepping for cast and we have a few spare minutes, we all just fucking throw down on the battlefield together. <laughs> that'd be dope. That'd, that'd be, be fun. That'd be so sweet. I'm super excited to see a game that's basically going to be. Hyrule Warriors, except replace Link with Corrin, replace Zelda with Roy, and just put in all the Fire Emblem characters, and just throw down. Because the cool thing about Hyrule Warriors is the story actually made sense, Mm -hmm. and like was good. Yeah, so, and explain to me, uh, since you seem to know about it, um, Dynasty Warriors, uh, in general, you know, off of the, the War of the 
Three Kingdoms, I think it's called, I back so. from Chinese right. like lore. The remake version that they did, the first idea of Hyrule Warriors was their one with Dynasty or Gundam, and that was really cool. But they always did this pseudo like you're in a black hole and people got they, sucked up. Kinda, How was it for Hyrule? So I, it's been a while since I've like experienced the the story, but it's basically like, oh. Like, Link is here, and he interacted with this new character, and then they're literally pulling people from different dimensions, mm. different games. Okay. I'm going to go to the Twilight Dimension and get Midna. I'm going to go to the Ocarina Time um, Realm and get Ruto. Okay with and that. shit like that. So it'll probably play out a lot like that. Especially since we've already seen dimension hopping in Fire Emblem through characters like Anna and seeing um, freaking like Odin and all those characters in Fates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I'm i very excited for that possibility. And we're going to go into it in a minute, but the whole mobile game that they announced uh, does that up to the wazoo. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that they take that type of concept, bring it into the uh, the Fire Emblem verse, because, man, if I can throw down with boys like Athos, Jafar, mm -hmm. Lin, uh, Sigurd, um fucking alm like i would be so happy and then we get all the, like you know modern crom and you know corin and all that so that'd yeah. be great um it's gonna have an official release of fall 2017 for the switch and it is also coming out much like hyrule warriors did with a 3ds version alongside i think if you are not completely sold on the switch yet and you're curious about the 3ds version wait for reviews yes wait for reviews on that i would assume that they've learned from their mistakes on mm. Hyrule Warriors port for the 3DS. But who's to say until they've actually I'm shown. assuming the Switch version's going to be better. Oh, yeah, I, absolutely. I Hands hope. down. This Hands time. down. I'm just saying <laughs> I mean, you wanted the to The Wii U version, you know, the thing that's an actual fucking console with yeah. a processor and working components <laughs> should have been stronger than a fucking dinky little 3DS. But no, apparently not. Yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm pretty sure the processor in the new 3DS is better than the ones in the Wii U, which is also which just is silly. Hilarious. Yeah. So is my toaster. Whoa! <laughs> Your salt for the Wii U is just hilarious. I just, yeah, I don't know why I bought one back Aww. then. Because of Wind Waker HD. That's about it. And Twilight. Yeah, yeah. yeah for go. me, Smash. And yeah. Smash, yeah. And Cart. So the three games I own. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm gonna I... I'm going to find four games up there. There's four. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh... <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, that's all good, looking good. Uh, we'll probably get more on that in E3. That's something I would that's expect for almost Nintendo. guaranteed. Yeah, I bet there will be a lot of Warriors in E3. Absolutely, that's a quicker one, right? Yeah. And then uh, the biggest part of this was the announcement for their mobile game that we had got a hint of beforehand. Um, announcement trailer for for new Fire Emblem mobile game, Fire Emblem Heroes. So this is set in a universe in which the <laughs> this is hilarious to me, Emblem Empire is setting out to rule all worlds, and then the Askrin Kingdom defending uh, against this uh, Emblem Empire. I just think it's hilarious that Fire Emblem's antagonist for this game is literally called Emblem Empire. Em wow. Emblem. Little, little on the nose there. Emblem. Em emblem. I'm not yeah. seeing the resemblance. So. Neither am I. No. It's okay. like orange versus pecan. I don't understand. What do? In this universe, heroes, Effie <laughs> heroes from throughout the franchise, and they call them to aid in the battles ahead. Um, the battles play out in typical Fire Emblem format, uh, and they have a truncated eight by six kind of grid system it designed looks, for phones. It looks small. 
It looks small, but for the type of experience we're getting, I think it's just authentic enough to work. I, w- I, I agree. I, yeah. like, I think it's smart to have the entire map on one screen at once with a mobile device. I do also wish that they would have went more with a classical model where, you know, it's yeah, literally like it a massive side. map and, oh, I'm going to scroll around the map because it would have been fine. I, I agree with you there. Um, I, I understand both sides. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, cause I think, I think their, their goal is to make it easier, but more accessible. Yeah. I think is the better word. Just enough nostalgia there for us typical Fire Emblem mm-hmm. fans to enjoy. Um, there's always going to be proper Fire Emblem games on the proper Fire Emblem devices. Mm-hmm. So I'll say that right there. Um, there is a version of the typical FE tri- weapons triangle system in this game. This uh, is in the form of a tributes for each character, which is odd. So each character on their, you know, like model in the game will have like a little icon above it and it'll have red, uh, blue, green, and this wasn't announced when they released this. But there's but gray. I'm assuming gray too. There we'll is, get into there that. is pictures of it. There were pictures of it in the direct. Yes. We'll get into that. Okay. But for the weapons triangle though, they left out gray, which is odd to me. I thought I saw gray and it was I know in this picture I, I know, but I know in later pictures I thought I saw gray and it was a bow. No, yes, yes, I have a picture of that, but it's outside of the weapons triangle according to this. I don't know, That's which is odd. So as far as the weapons triangle that they announced, red beats green, green beats blue, blue beats red. Red are sword and fire. So for your spells, your fire, your weapons, your swords. Um, green is axes and wind, and then uh, lances and thunder for blue, which is makes sense and it's a really super accessible again the word that hmm. we're using for this game red um, green blue looks a lot like fire grass water <laughs> or interesting or speed magic strength from Unchained. i'm sure that yes. was a design choice yeah. of theirs because it's something that most people understand right it's a lot like the hit series pokemon yeah. coming to america Pokemans. next month um yes. the kingdom hearts mobile game has literally the same thing too Those so are, that's actually pretty funny yeah. so many people have adapted it mm-hmm. um so uh red beats green green beats blue, blue beats red yeah etc vice versa um in order to acquire these characters from the fe universe players have to spend orbs which is the game's currency um for getting characters you know um these orbs are acquired by beating battles in the game so you know earned or by spending real world money and that's where the free-to-play model comes into play for this game um i'm not surprised that they had it here when they announced that it was a free-to-play title Mm -hmm. so i was expecting something like this we'll see how bad or how good it is in the coming months we'll have to take time to to know if it's okay or if it's really play to win now my question about that is I'm assuming it's going to be like a mystery. Like you're not going to be able to pick and choose heroes. No, you're literally just buying the... I thought you'd just buy like the orbs and like the strength of them. I think it's like really the only thing. So this is why I included this here too because it's a little confusing. So you, in order to get these heroes, you go into a summoning screen. So it's a, you know, another thing like outside of battles or whatever. Yeah, kind we'll, of. we'll get into it. Okay. Um, once in the hero summoning screen, you use summoning stones... Uh, that randomly get generated and they come in the various attribute colors. So this was the screen that Cody was mentioning before that introduced the gray color. And on that gray color, it has um, bows, it has a shuriken symbol, and it has uh, a staff symbol, which is for clerics, I would assume too. Mm -hmm. So clerics, ninjas, archers. 
in the gray area. Since it's outside of the weapons attribute, I'm assuming it's like a kind of like jack of all trades, neutral, like neutral to any, but doesn't literally do a normal type for Pokemon. Good against or like fine against everything, not strong. That against is anything, my assumption. Yeah. yeah, that is my assumption. Although they didn't fully explain gray in this, so I'm just assuming that. Um, now in this, you press on a summoning stone, right, and you use orbs for whatever to summon the person, um, and uh, the required orbs, the many, like the different times that you use this vary. So if you stay in this screen and you do it multiple times on the randomly <coughs> generated stones, you can spend less each time. So the first one would take five orbs. Second would take four, three, four, 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 and then five is three. So for three of them, they don't save you much. But by the time you get to the fifth, it does save you a bit. Yeah. So in general, in theory, it would be prudent to stock up on your orbs in order to multiple summon multiple times. But because of the randomly generated summoning stones, though, you're not always going to get what you want unless you back out of the screen and try again. So maybe the best theory I would have, and I'm not sure if it'll work this way, if it'll refresh every single time you go into it or not, or only after you summon, which would be really sneaky, Mm. you may want to wait and just keep trying to refresh the page until you get something that makes sense for your your characters because they do state multiple times in this that you should have multiple types of each color like you should have a red a green um a blue and a gray and then you have a balanced team which makes sense but yeah it's hard with to this say. whole so summoning do, stone thing it's if weird. you do this so if, you know if you create five characters that's spending 20 orbs on five so you're essential if you make five characters in a row you're essentially getting one for free yeah exactly but you might be doubling up on a red when you really wanted grays. Mm-hmm. And gray may not even be there. You could get three reds, two blues, and a green instead of having gray not in there at all. Or you could get the inverse, you know? it's It seems very random. So I don't know if I like this mechanic very much. It's, this I is mean, my just, touchiest thing. I just on think this right now concept. we just don't know enough. Agreed. And it's not just explained well enough yet. Agreed. Well, Agreed. the other thing is <clears throat> the randomness also. You get more gameplay out of it because you keep having people go back to craft plus on the yeah. kind of negative side of things it's more money people spend if they want more orbs to do it right now i do think from its model thus far and again time will tell i'm trying to measure out my vitriol or excitement for this um time will tell if it's actually like a hook you and get you to addicted kind of thing or if it's not because i do sense that gambling type atmosphere with it and send i don't help. like that send help. as long as it's i mean I'd rather it be gambling than pay to win. I think it's overall, gonna be a, I just, but I don't. So, I just hope it's but, not so bad that it's like, oh, I need to like really spend money in yeah. order to get like characters. You know? As long as it's playable with just the in-game. Yeah, I'm guessing yeah. it will be. Yeah, but I'm, I'd, I'm willing to bet. And did they confirm like any amount of like PvP? We'll get to right? that. So I'm assuming that's really the only time that like having certain characters and having certain builds is going to like really benefit you. Sure. I feel like you're going to be fine to go through the normal game with what with the just regular weaknesses. Yeah. But then yeah. like if you want to build your ultimate balls to the wall teams to wreck all your friends with, you probably have yeah, to spend you're gonna want to have your Ike, uh, you know, your superheroes all mm-hmm. up in the max. Your out. Noes. Yeah, you know, six Noes. or a team of Grays. Six Noes. everything. Um, so then also characters for this game are all newly drawn versions of their classic character models. Excuse me. And they're all newly voiced too. So when you go into that character customization screen or whatever have you, where you see your actual character, 
it'll be like it'll have like a quip from that character i'm assuming they'll probably have like three or four multiple different versions of it Mm -hmm. and they're all newly voiced by new voice actors um some of them it looks like they got the same person for some of them don't uh tharja sounded different uh tharja's model also looked very different to me um and both pros and cons on that like some of the old character models are from like snes level graphics so obviously you need to update it but one like this where it was something new that we had gotten so recently it is very drastic to see the new version in my mind so i don't think it looks i like see the drasticness i don't think it's that insanely different though and i feel still feel like like sarja this doesn't or tharja doesn't have a soul and she's about ready to like rip <laughs> off my balls with how she's standing like that's mm. she's not as like eerily terrifying as she was in Awakening. I, and I miss that because like there was more to her character than just this beguiling sex appeal that yeah. I see here and it has a softer face to me mm-hmm. but I'm really getting into the nitty gritty only because like I'm a super duper hardcore stupid insane person like if you got a new model of Sora or whatever in your mobile game and it looked way off to you even though it was like a tiny little detail I'm sure you guys would be like uh, fuck Sora's pretty dumb so, so fuck so, him okay, that is a good point though because were you around for the Aqua's chin thing <laughs> in no. 2.8 okay no in the in the original like um, I think it was the E3 where you see Aqua she has a really long like pointed at the bottom chin and they fixed it because people were complaining about it <laughs> And so same thing really <laughs> seriously and later on there was a model of roy that i saw and his face looked like i'm um, like a boy girl and i hated it i'm like this is not roy my boy yeah that i need roy, roy that boy yeah, yeah. boy um my so boy. then going back into it too uh the number of stars attached to each character <clears throat> denotes their strength so you'll see one to five stars five stars being the max higher star characters have better stats skills and weapons that they're able to use um and then uh, going in past that too, there seems to be five modes to this game. So special maps, which were announced as seasonal battles, story maps, which just story maps, uh, arena duels, which I would anticipate is that multiplayer that mm-hmm. we were talking about, um, uh, training tower for experience for characters and rewards, and a mystery mode, which later on they talked about hero battles in this. So I'm assuming that's the mystery mode. And I'm assuming it would be unlocked maybe after story completion. Because I'm sure there are going to be main characters that you get through this story. And we'll go into that at the end. That will unlock as you play out the story. And those mm-hmm. are like, everyone will have them. But then the hero battles after that, maybe they're timed things that come up randomly. Which I'm fine with. Um, you can train characters to level up in that uh, training tower that I mentioned before. And uh, you can uh, level them up, earn new weapons, unlock new skills, and eventually even upgrade their star rating. And they announced this as, in order to do so, would require certain levels, uh, equipment, and items. So my speculation is, if any of you have played the EA Star Wars mobile game, uh, Galaxy of Heroes, um, I'm assuming it'll work something similar to that, where in order to upgrade your character's gear level, you have to play in battles that you get these equipment and you level them up, and that's really the best way to win in that game. It seems all attached to stars, and stars, in order to earn them, uh, you get this gear, and that's how you you upgrade them. Sorry to bring it up again, but that sounds extremely similar. Same thing, mobile game with the Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one through five, and then there's a higher sixth one, but to in order to level up that or whatever, um, you need the original equipment, and then you play to get these like uh, ingredients almost. It yeah, sounds yeah, like it's yeah, pretty yeah, much that, the same that, thing. That's yeah, like essentially it, yeah. it. 
which yeah. I mean, it works great in that and Galaxy Heroes. So yeah, and and I'm fine with with that type of thing. Um, it's just do keep in mind that that star rating will be random when you unlock these characters. Mm-hmm. So occasionally you might just get a five star character yeah. just right off the bat, or you could get later a one, a three, or a four, or a five. It sounds like you can get multiple versions of the same character, which in a way does annoy me. The one thing that I'll say for Galaxy of Heroes is that eventually, I'm assuming, that once you get to the maximum shard level, which is that game's version of stars, mm-hmm. that character wouldn't appear anymore as a possibility. Okay. I hope that they confirm that once you unlock a five-star character, you're not going to get another three or a one-star version of that character because it sounds like those versions do nothing for you. Although that is all speculation. That's just what I'm thinking right now. I hope they confirm that that's not the case. If that is the case, the one thing they could kind of do to remedy it a little bit, it would still suck getting that pack or whatever and getting a lower level character. Say you have like a level four Robin or something um, and you get a level one or something out of a pack. If you could somehow imbue that into your level four Robin... Yeah, imbue, sell, like, trade, whatever. Just make it worth yeah. your while. You yeah, know? I, I yeah. just hope there's a mechanic for fixing it. When you get something that you've spent this orbs, spent the time on, um, possibly even money on, right. and then you get the same thing and it's useless. That would really, really suck. I'm assuming they wouldn't do that because that will infuriate everyone. Yeah. Um, and then they finally announced that these hero battle modes, which I speculated at before, they are uh, announced as battles with specific characters in the game, and they did announce them as timed encounters uh, to fill up new characters for your roster. So I'm assuming you would encounter Tharja, you beat her, you unlock her. That's essentially how it works. So Fire Emblem Heroes, the mobile game, will be available February 2nd for Google Play and Android devices, and they kind of listed this available soon option for uh, iPhone and uh, Apple devices, which was a little odd to me. So I don't know if that means it's coming out slightly before or a little bit after. Don't know. Don't know at all. But around February 2nd. So um, They also announced this really interesting FE Heroes Choose Your Legends event for the game website. In it, you can vote for your favorite heroines and hero- heroes. Wow, that's like hard to say. Uh, in the FE franchise. And after the votes are tallied, these characters with the most uh, votes, hero and heroine, um, will both be featured as uh, Choose Your Legends characters for like an event in the game when it launches on February 2nd. Um, if you also have a rewards account with My Nintendo, you'll earn a platinum bonus points, 200 specifically for voting. So that could be beneficial to you. I don't have a rewards account, so I don't know how much 200 platinum points. I'll have to look because I haven't done. I didn't Nintendo. create a new one. Yeah, after, yeah. after Nintendo Club, yeah. I haven't done anything. Yeah. Um, and then they confirmed some characters on that screen too, which I thought was interesting. So they had four unique characters for this new Effie story. They had a new version for the story of Anna, which makes sense because we mentioned she kind of appears in almost all the games, if if not all of them. And then uh, Marth, Tiki, Roy, Lynn, Lucina, Robin, and Takumi. Um, so covering your basic hodgepodge of the latest characters that people are now. And the only reason why I say confirmed is because they're literally put there on the website specifically. Right. Which is kind of why I was thinking they'd be unlockable maybe through the story. Like your common characters for everyone to do. Um, and then uh, the Legends voting ends on January 31st. And that was the Fire Emblem Direct. Fuck. So a lot more info here than I anticipated. Like it was really good. And I like the way they announced these. I thought the trailers were fun. 
I'm not going to lie, um, the best thing out of the Heroes mobile game was I was surprised how much I was getting into it as, like, I was watching it more and more. It was no surprise that you were going to fall in love with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I Maybe maybe not. I, I just, I really <laughs> wanted to be, like, bitter on it, and I wasn't. <laughs> Why uh, I, wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. Because I just... Mobile game stigma. Yeah. yeah. I, I always get afraid of free-to-play mechanics, and I want to be careful with them because I know it introduces this really bad precedent for other games and other types of... of uh, consoles you know like a media mm-hmm. so i don't want that to be the norm but i do like this idea and man if they keep some of the music there for the the trailer that they had this might be one of the best mobile games in terms of sound and soundtrack it probably will fire emblem always has incredible music yeah. actually from what i've heard of people who've played fire emblem or um i'm sorry final fantasy brave executives whatever the one they love it the sound the music is like incredible the music yeah. is like i've only played a little bit because I only downloaded like two weeks ago, but the music is freaking amazing in that That's game. That's awesome. Yeah. So I hope they continue that with uh, this game because uh, I love Fire Emblem themes. And man, when they saw that other thing also for Echoes, uh, and then they changed the 2-bit sound, or the 8-bit sound, into the new version, the new orchestrated version of it, I was like, yes! Because the guidance soundtrack i've been listening to it uh the last day or so mm-hmm. and it's really good it's really really good so if they upgrade that into a modern sound i'm gonna love it i'm gonna fall in love you know what they could do they could pull a uh, heart gold soul silver and have an option in game to turn it to <sighs> old school to That'd be sweet. Old school. i'd be all over that because some sound better i think yep. you know back yep. in the day yeah hashtag lance's theme maybe <laughs> <laughs> but that that's it. what else do we have to say I mean, I just I love Nintendo Directs. This is more proof of the pudding that mm-hmm. I think Directs are better messaged. They're better for their consumers. They're and they work. They're more direct. Ah, I hate myself. What? <laughs> um, I'm excited again. Like I came out of this like I was excited for the Direct, but like I, I was not expecting a, a brand new full fledged Fire Emblem yeah. game. And I like again like I saw it at sixteen. I was like, what is this? Yeah. Like, what am I doing with my life? And, right. and I think for, like, the Zelda fans out there, you're going to notice, like, how similar in a way this game was to Zelda in certain things that it does that's for what, Fire Emblem. That's what pulled me in originally, yeah. yeah. So I'm curious how the towns are going to look when you explore them. I'm wondering if they're going to be fully 3D, if they're going to go to a 2D map. I'm, I'm not sure. So. It's hard to say. Yeah. But so that's it. A couple housekeeping things before we close off today. Mm. Um, one, the new or my new show, Quest Complete. The first new episode will be up by the time this podcast is released. Woo. Go there, uh, listen to John Luke and I ramble about Kingdom Hearts for about an hour. Get hyped! Um, Hell yeah! I already said in the video, but Quest Complete is my new show, basically the spiritual successor of Excessive RP. But I'm just revamping it, restarting over because ERPA. There was a lot of things I wasn't happy with. There'll be a monthly episode system unless enough interest is generated. I'll do two a month, maybe. Yeah, and it'll be. I hope so. A lot of fun. Yeah, and like I said, like like you were saying, it's just it's all about those RPGs, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, two, if you're listening to this today, this will be released, which is Monday the 23rd. Tomorrow, Tuesday 24th, I'll be doing a stream of Kingdom Hearts 2.8. I'll be doing a blind playthrough. Oh my god! Of the new portion of the game, which is Fragments Patches Point Two. Hey Cody. What? what difficulty are you going to play on? Critical. <laughs> Rip in peace. Rip in peace. So the hardest difficulty, blind, because I'm a madman. And then an extension from that, be sure to be on the lookout for a full-fledged 2.8 review sometime in the next coming weeks. I think that's it. 
Anything I'm, else from you guys? That's exciting. Yeah. Um, I've got a few in terms of housekeeping. I've got a review for Silence coming on the way. It's a hard one to talk about, I realize. So I've had to reshoot it twice now. Ooh. So it's interesting. Um, and then before I leave for vacation by the end of the week, I don't know when, but it will happen. So that is Thursday when I leave. Before Thursday, I will have out the top 15 movies for you 2016. You couldn't do 10? Couldn't do 10. Actually, there are 15 movies that I think are really, really good that need to be talked about. Cool. So um, it was it was actually, you know, take away the shitty blockbusters. This is a great year for movies, especially yeah. in the latter half of yeah. it. So. Yeah, be sure to go to our website, geekdomination.net, for all of our reviews. Anthony's been popping out reviews like a madman. John Luke, recently this past week, put out a review for the Netflix series of A Series of Unfortunate Events. Super good. Be yeah. sure to check that out. And yeah geekdomination.net for all of our content. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials. Link down below. Be sure to follow us on twitch.tv slash geekdominationstreams. It's where you can see all of our streams. Again, streaming Tuesday. We stream a lot. Fairly irregularly, unfortunately, right now. Mm. But we hope to get better with that. And that's it. Comment below your favorite Fire Emblem game or moment from the Fire Emblem series. Or characters. Or characters. Whatever. Just talks about Fire Emblem. Yeah, I'll go back into the chat later, and I will look at all of them, and I'll comment, and I will do it. Reach out to you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. We love you. Have a lovely week. Go play Fire Emblem. Do it. You beautiful. Bye.